Alright, good evening. <clears throat> Greet you in Jesus' name again this evening. Last night we looked at the, uh, the Great Commission, um, and specifically evangelism. And tonight we're ready for the last one on the board, which is discipleship. Um, and I don't, I don't know how much you thought about this topic or think about it. Um, it ties pretty closely to evangelism. Um, and we'll, we'll see how that is just shortly. How many of you would consider yourself a disciple of Jesus Christ? All right. So define for me um, what makes you that. Or what, what do you use to... What makes you a disciple? Follower. A follower. I want to learn from him. What? I want to learn. You want to learn from him? All right. Good. And, and yeah, that's you can be a disciple of different things as far as just the word disciple. Um, I found it interesting when I looked up the word. The word disciple is used as a noun and a verb. Um, it, it can be a disciple like a follower or student of a teacher or leader. Actually, the first definition was um, one of the, the followers of Jesus when he was on earth. That was the first definition that came up when I Googled it. And then uh, right under that was a follower of, or student of a teacher or a leader. Another dictionary said, one who accepts and assists in spreading the doctrines of another. So, right with that then, how, how can you tell if someone is a disciple? This could be of, of Jesus or, or anyone. What are, what are the signs of a disciple? Sometimes you can... Um, sometimes you can tell somebody follows a certain popular secular character of some sort. Um, trying to think of one. I know there's some, some of the children we relate to, they, they might use a funny way of talking or, and you ask them, is there any chance you watch so-and-so on YouTube? And like, oh yeah, all the time. Um, But what are some telltale signs of someone who's a disciple? 
Maybe not a specific thing, but. All right. All right. So, um, you will you will mimic your leader if if you're following or accepting and trying to assist in the spreading of, of the doctrine of, of the person you're following. A lot of things you do are going to mimic what they do. Anything else? Following the disciplines of the leader. All right. Yeah, and that's, that's the other main one I have written down. Um, you'll follow, if, if anyone's familiar with that person's, or specifically Christ's commands, they're going to, a telltale sign you're a disciple will be, they'll notice that you're following, following those commands. Luke 6.40 says, The disciple is not above his master, but everyone that is perfect shall be as his master. <clears throat> and perfect... And in my cross-reference here, it says to be trained. Um, and so that's, that's uh, a sign of a disciple. Now, we're going to talk about discipling more in a, in a verb form or in an action form. Uh, but I wanted to kind of talk about what a disciple is to begin with, just because you can't disciple without being a disciple. Um, so, we've determined that, that most of us would consider ourselves a disciple of Jesus Christ. So then, what, what do you think of when you think of discipling as in an action? What does that consist of? Or what does that look like? Teaching. Teaching what? Teaching them to observe all things. All right. Um, in the in the, I forget if it was Webster, but it, the second half of that definition was assisting in spreading the doctrine of another. So, um, if a disciple disciples others, um, that's right. They'll, they'll teach. They'll teach them, or try to um, assist them in also following <clears throat> their leader. So whose who's responsibility is this generally, this discipling? Or maybe we should ask, who, who are you generally? 
Who generally is getting discipled? You can, you can answer either of those. Um, who normally would be getting discipled and who is usually doing the discipling? When you think of the setting we're in today. So new believers and uh, older or experienced um, discipling younger or inexperienced, good. Any other thoughts on that? Uh, I'm going to read from 1 Peter 5. She brought up, well, we'll see if this, we'll read that this has to do with what I think is discipling. First Peter 5, the first five verses. The elders which are among you I exhort, who am also an elder, and witness of the sufferings of Christ, and also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. Feed the flock of God which is among you, Taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, but willingly, not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind, neither as being lords over God's heritage, but being in samples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd shall appear, ye shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder, yea, all of you be subject one to another, and be clothed with humility, for God resisteth, resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. <clears throat> so who's he talking to here? The elders. The elders. Who's the elders? Church leaders. The older people in the church. Anyone else have something you um, I, I think we do often think of this as church leaders and that's one of the things that I wanted to bring up uh, in this subject is that I think this responsibility often does lay we do lay it pretty heavily on the um, church leaders 
not that it shouldn't be. I feel like the, their their calling is to to shepherd the flock. Although it does seem that it means, um, in this case, it may have it um, to the point someone else made there where it says that ye who are younger. Uh, which verse is that? Uh, five. Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Um, I think there is also a part of anyone who's older or more experienced in the faith that they're responsible to um, to be a help in discipling those who are younger. Notice his direction on how to disciple. What, what does he emphasize? What does he say specifically about how it's to be done? Verse 2 and 3. What does he say you should or shouldn't do? Willingly, all right, so don't take this as an obligation. You should be wanting to, <clears throat> wanting to do it. What else? What's that? By example, all right, not, not as a taskmaster, but as by example. And then he also says, uh, in between there, he says, uh, not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind. Um, what's your understanding of what filthy lucre is? What's that? Right. Yeah. Um, Sometimes it's, it's interpreted dishonest gain or, or financial gain. In other words, you're not supposed to be um, discipling or feeding the flock for something that you can, some sort of physical gain you can get out of it. So he sort of seems to be suggesting that since it's the... the um, it seems like maybe a trap in discipleship could be to look down on the struggling or take advantage of the struggling or because um, he points out uh, not doing it out of obligation not being a lord over them but being an example don't do it for um, for your gain <clears throat> Um, and, and we know that someone who needs disciple, that's, that's the last thing they need is, is someone that's taking advantage of them yet. Or it's pretty easy to tell if somebody's doing it out of obligation or um, so on and so forth. So 
we have the the elders in the church the uh, and that's not just the men let me just quick read from Titus 2 it's a pretty familiar one um, Titus 2 verses 3 to 5 the aged women likewise that they be in behavior as becometh holiness not false accusers not given to much wine teachers of good things that they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. And so we see both sides of the house um, have a part to play in discipling, discipling the younger. We alluded to, I don't know if we said it exactly, but there's... there's um, Aside from age, there's another group that disciples. Um, disciples others. In Galatians, I'm going to use Galatians 6 if... if um, Galatians 6, 1 to 10, I'm going to read there. Who else might disciple in the church? We kind of alluded to it with experience and inexperience in the faith, but it wouldn't only be those. What are, what are two other categories that often can be found in church life? Hopefully, it's normally experience versus inexperience, but um, I think strong versus weak as far as spiritually strong. Um, let's just read it here in Galatians 6. <clears throat> Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such an one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. And here's the same thing, we're, we're talking about shepherding someone or discipling someone, and he's throwing out that same thought of doing it in humility and being careful. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if a man think himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. But let every man prove his own work, and, let, and then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. For every man shall bear his own burden. Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth, teacheth in all good things. Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. And he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men especially unto them which are of the household of faith. And um, yeah, I had to think about it with these verses too. Um, all of us have our moments when we were 
the one with uh, overtaken in a fault. <clears throat> and maybe those of us who are stronger in the faith or more experienced in the faith. Um, might have a unique opportunity to to minister or to disciple people who um, are taken in the same fault that maybe we struggled with. Um, And so, looking at these verses, um, I know a huge part of a minister's work can be discipleship, but many, many of us, if not most of us, qualify to disciple as well, I think. Um, and let's just face it, I don't, <clears throat> for the most part, um, those who are called to lead a congregation probably don't reach around to everyone as far as discipling. Um, when you think of discipling, how many, how many people can you disciple at one time? What are your thoughts on that? Not necessarily have to give a specific number, but when you think of discipling, is it going to be a bunch? Can you disciple a bunch of people? A few? Yeah, you can... You can minister to quite a few. You can evangelize to quite a few, but um, like looking at the life of Christ, how many people did he disciple? Rough numbers, like from what we know, what would you guess? I mean, we know for sure 12. Um, I think there might have been a few others, but we don't have recorded much more than Probably less than 20, and if that's what he could do, and he was spending his whole day and night doing that, I would imagine that for us it's much less than that. Because um, discipling is, is time-consuming. Some people you disciple will be... Um, in order for it to be effective, it's going to, need to, it's going to need to be a consistent and somewhat long-term. <clears throat> um, some people may only need a few months of intense discipleship. Depends what, what you're discipling for. Uh, but others might need, might need a lifetime. Um, That's that's a lot of commitment to give to to someone. 
And that's why I think a lot of us need to be aware of who we could be discipling instead of assuming that's someone else's job. Um, A group that I, I don't know how it is here, but in in some settings I think the, uh, a group that might get missed is our youth. Um, Because we often think of them as growing up with the Bible. We know what we've taught them. And uh, sometimes I think they get left to struggle more, more than they should. Um, I remember struggling with some things as a youth. Some things centered around uh, pornography and immoral social media sort of things. And uh, I battled with that for quite a few years. And I don't blame anyone else for that. Uh, but... I remember, I remember confessing that, and it was so freeing, and people were so supportive for a week or so, and then that next year, or even years, were tough, um, and I see it over and over and over again in other people's, in other youth. Um, And I think back to my struggle, and I, I think if there would have been, I think proper discipleship would have been, would have been powerful. Um, I know you think about it, so I, there's some of those things that are um, an addiction like anything else. If you had a, a member who you found out was addicted to, I don't know, crack cocaine, um, and he confessed it one Sunday. He probably wouldn't praise the Lord with him and then hope he's free, you know. There's some that you would... Actually, I don't know how we would deal with it because we don't probably run into it real much. Um, but there's some things like that where there, some of us... Um, know how it is, but... We think it, we always think it's someone else's responsibility or the ministry's responsibility, and um, I've been challenged in my own life to to look for opportunity to um, or be open to you know seeing that. Um, opportunity to disciple someone. I know you don't didn't have much time to think about it, but what are, what are some ways of discipleship that could be like practical ways um, for someone who has been overtaken in a fault um, or a weaker Christian, or what are some ways that you can disciple someone like that? Uh, Practical. Or maybe it's something you do, or or something you know someone does. 
have any sort of discipling programs. I'm sure you Yes. Right, but yeah, yeah, and, and account. I have that written down here. Accountability partners can go a long way for for people, um, and we we tend to think of accountability as in it kind of has a negative connotation. You know, making sure you're not. I don't know using the internet wrong or whatever. Uh, but there's like so many aspects. Um, it could be, um, wasting your money. I don't know. It could be, you could ask for an accountability partner for so many things. Anything else? Yeah, someone uh, regularly just um, letting you know that they're thinking or praying about, you know, something specific to your life, that it goes a long way. Any other things we can think of that would be practical ways? I know some churches offer a... Um, If someone struggling in any certain area, they offer Bible studies with, um, I've been part of a few of them where somebody was um, struggling and they maybe have a Bible study geared towards the struggle and let them pick a, a brother or two that they'd like to come. Um, and there's a side of discipleship that is, when we talk strong versus weak, um, it can kind of, you can kind of think as the one person needing all the help and the other one giving all the help, but even the strongest of us have a weak, have a weak side, and um, I've been incredibly encouraged in, in some of those Bible studies and have gained, I'm sure, as much as the, the other brother. Um, something we've been talking about at our church is small groups if you have a um, fairly large congregation or, or ours isn't even large but it can be pretty hard to to even know other people's needs within your group um, and we've been talk, doing some discussion on small groups slash accountability partners. Um, 
And that'd be another way where we would give opportunity to to disciple someone who would need it. Um, my wife also helps with a, um, a women's Bible study for community women. Um, and some of them would be professing Christians. And I think that's another another type of discipleship. There's so many. Um, and again, I think it's just like a lot of the other topics we talked about. You need to, you need to be open, heed the Spirit, and um, be open to... Or, or don't look the other way when you see something that is signs of... Especially if it's something you know from your own experience um, and some of whatever went with it. Um, I know, even for myself, um, through some of the years that I struggled the most, uh, I heard roundabout that people could tell that something wasn't right. Um, and I would encourage not to share with others the weakness and struggle you see in a brother or sister. Obviously, if it's I'm not expecting a, uh, a brother to go address a sister about something you think she's struggling with, if it depends, you know. But if it's another brother that you see and you, and you can tell that something doesn't seem right, if, seems to be at a low point in his spiritual life or whatever, see what you can do to come alongside and strengthen them. Um, maybe there's a reason you see it. Any other thoughts anybody had on, on any of this? Or any questions that you wanted to ask the others? <clears throat> Yeah, we like results and we like them fast. And uh, just because you're helping someone who's maybe struggling more than you currently in their in their spiritual journey doesn't mean you have to tell them everything all the time. You might discipleship could be a lot of listening. <clears throat> Anything else? Anything else you had? I um, 
was planning to celebrate the last topic by letting you out early, and then he said we're going to let the children come up when the adults get out, so I, I think I'm going to mess up their program a little bit. But I guess you all have to... Um, just fellowship and then get back to your seats when they get back. Um, so, I want to thank you for your help and attention this week. Um, pray God will bless your efforts here and at Waterworks. And thanks for your hospitality. Uh, my wife made sure to make made sure that I tell you to thank you for the uh, the snacks you sent home. The they were a highlight, especially to the children. Um, I think sometimes they were more excited to see the, see what I was bringing home than seeing me. But that's all right. And. Uh, Invite all of you to come worship with us at New Life if you get an opportunity. Um, we always enjoy visitors and uh, fellowshipping with others. So we start at 9.30 on Sunday mornings. So you're always welcome there. All right, let's pray and then you can be dismissed. Our Father in heaven, thank you again for bringing us safely through another day. Thank you for the rain and um, just pray that you would be with us as we go throughout the rest of this evening. Just thank you for the opportunity to study your word and um, just take inventory on different things in our Christian lives. Just pray that we would be open to your spirit and pray that we would be um, have the courage to follow whatever promptings um, you may have for us. Just pray that you would be with um, the churches represented here and the, be with them as they um, interact with their communities. Just pray that they would uh, strive to live a life that um, honors and glorifies you and, and produces a clear light for you and shows others what a, what a true believer um, of you looks like. Just pray that you would grant us safety as we go home tonight and uh, throughout tomorrow. Just, um, just pray that we would only say and do the things that you would have us say and do. In Jesus' name, amen. You're dismissed.